You have such a great background. Look at you. Oh, yeah. I do. Let me put my art there. Oh, nice. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I also got my art. <laughs> Catherine Narducci, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm as good as I could be. Yeah. In this uh, pandemic. Well, this is, this, are you? Our, this is our friend, Kasim, by the way. Kasim, this is Catherine. A pleasure. Hi. Nice pleasure. to meet you. Nice Where are you? Here. Where am I? Yeah. I'm in uh, the Bronx, New York. Oh, hell yeah. How is it right now? How yeah. are you guys doing? Uh, I mean, it's... I don't know if you have like an eerie, creepy feeling there too, but it kind of feels like eerie and creepy and like you look outside and there's no, you know, cars and it's just bizarre. Yeah. It's like a dream. It's like a fucking dream. Yeah. it's a good way to put it. Do you have anyone that you're seeing? Like, do you have, you don't, you, do you have any, do you have anyone living with you? Your kids or anyone? No, I live no. by myself. Oh, but everybody lives really close. Like I have an entire family, cousins, and um, everybody lives within like a mile. So are you seeing each other? Are you like potting in that like, you know, you're quarantining so you can see each other? Or have you, have you been alone? No, I can see them. Most of the time I'm alone, but, um, you know, because I'm really scared. I'm just so, I'm so yeah. scared. I'm the biggest pussy. And <laughs> yeah, I'm so fucking scared. Oh my God. So every night I think I have some, like, I'm like, oh, my throat. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, what is this? Oh, I feel hot. Oh, every night I have COVID. Every night I have it. And then by the morning, it's gone. <laughs> I've had that throat tickle probably three times where I've, I get the throat tickled and then I go, oh no, dude, in five, six hours, I'm going to be full blown. And then somehow <laughs> I wake up and it's okay. I'm locked out. And then I just sleep with it. I have a thermometer. I keep taking oh. my temperature. I love it. I love you. It's, it's so scary. So I know. When you're, when you're scared, how do you deal with it? What do you do to mm. get unscared? Um, I have a, a sketch that I, a sketch that I drew and on the top it says, it's a guy like this and he's scared and it, and then on the, just the line, it's just a doodle, I did it. And I, I don't know why, it just really helps me. And then on the bottom one, I put a line and there's like a guy kneeling with like a little cross and the top part says, don't fear. And the bottom says, have faith. Oh, yeah. beautiful. So I just say, I, you know what? Sometimes just like in AA, you know, it's leave it in his hands. Like, it's like that takes everything away. It takes the pressure off me. It takes everything right off me. Well, I, I can tell you one thing about this podcast. We don't know anyone who's in AA. <laughs> you don't? No. They're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're good at keeping uh, anonymous. Well, no, I'm not. From what I, mean, I hear, from what I I'm understand. Not, what? From what I understand, it's just an anonymous program. So <laughs> we wouldn't know if anyone was in it, you know, here. Oh, okay. You know? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, 
but I know that saying and I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It applies yeah. to all. It applies to all. For sure. Yeah. Can we can we see your drawing? Yeah. Are you an artist? Is that a is that a, a hobby yeah. of yours? Is that your painting back there? Yes. Oh, I want to get a close up of that, especially if they're nudies. How the hell do I turn? I can't turn it. Yeah, there you go. Gorgeous. So I good. love your art so much. Thank you. Have you always done art? Have you always been? Because you okay, sculpt um, too, right? Paint. Yeah, I always did art, but now I do it more and more and more and more because, oh, this one's cool. This is a. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. That's really cool. That's dope. I don't know if the reflection, because this is glass, so she's walking into we can a, see it. the Empire State Building. Oh, um, so cool. This, these are clothes I'm going to wash in the morning, so please. <laughs> I like that one, that black. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this is all a reflection of these. That one I love, too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. But this, this is, these are a series that I'm doing. Um, and look, in my other kitchen, right, right here. Could you see this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the, this is what's going on now. This is like the fucking eye of the storm. Oh, okay. And we're in it. Oh. We're in the thick of the eye of the storm. So that's a storm. These are storms. And I'm just obsessively... This is what I'm doing now. It's like, could you see these? Yeah. Well, do you draw that eye? Like, how do you get the, the eye? Well, this is a mini. <laughs> see how small it is? I just yeah. draw, I draw it. But, you know, um, oh, look, these are Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon gave me these because he's an artist, too. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah give us the cribs. Give us the cribs for him. That's huge. Wow. That's I like that. See how big it is. Pretty big. Do you put do you put music on when you when you work on your art? Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then like what's this? your vibe? How do you set the mood? Whoa. Oh. I love that. Me too. That's dope. And so then cool. this one, and this I did these are all pandemic. This one says my loneliness is killing me. Uh, these are great. The pandemic years. Can we see the small one next to the big one that you just passed? This, oh, this? Yeah, that small one. You're gonna laugh your ass off. This is from, this is Nick's from, from second grade. Wow. Oh, no way. Look, I Nick love that. is a punk. This says Nick is a punk upside down, and then it looks like <laughs> a punk. That's dope. And Nick is, Nick is Kathy's son. People don't. Yeah. And then here's my art room. It's a mess, please. Wow. Oh, wow. What a beautiful space. Oh, you got the Irishman poster. Nice. And then this is another eye of the storm. Yeah, see, that's some shit I would put up right behind me, right behind my couch. That I love that. That I would look that. great in that room, Rob. But Rob, you need some color to break up all that gray yeah. in there this right is, now. This is cool. like a fucking cyclone. This is all, um, and then I love her. Do you, do you um, did all of these during Corona? I did these during Corona. All the eye of the storm. I can't stop. I started another one. I primed that. Oh, look, guys. Aw. Wow. Oh, you kept your chair back. Look, this thing I'm prepping, 
Um, for the next one, I'm obsessively um, just doing it. I have another one. I have her. Ooh. Yeah. I'm aroused and a little scared. They're they're really good. They're very no, my house is a wreck, but this one I did as a it says look at me, I'm free. Oh beautiful. Just like birds, because I feel like we're fucking being caged in and like in jail or something. I don't know, it's weird. So how long um, does it take you to I'm gonna make off? a drink while I talk to you guys. Is that a right Do on it. the show? Yeah. Yes. But you just oh, have to tell you know us. What? I think I'll have. I think I'll have a spiked something. Wait. <laughs> well, hey, you guys want to look at my fridge? Yeah, I love this home tour. Loving this cribs so. tour. Yeah, just give us the whole tour. I love your little bowl of eggs. Oh, nice fridge! A double door. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> it's very, This is probably the most boring podcast. Angry Orchard. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. no I don't know what that tastes like, but I'm gonna try it. It's a, so, it says hard cider. How long does it take you to do a painting usually? Um, it takes me. Hold on, I'm gonna put you right there. It takes me. Uh, <laughs> hold on, kids. Hold on, gang. It takes me. Um. <laughs> How long does it take me? Probably like, it depends actually. Sometimes I, this is going to sound crazy. Sometimes I could, I could finish a painting like a fucking year later. I leave it. I just leave it and go on something else. Oh, look at my pink elephant. You made that? No. (laughs) Um, takes, could take, the portraits take, uh, about a week, sometimes more. So here's here's what I want to know. I, like we saw the the poster for the Irishman back there, and it's like I was thinking when you're an actor or an actress and you get a phone call. So like the phone call for Sopranos is like who? No, it's not a big deal because it wasn't a big deal at the time. But when you get a phone call saying you're doing a Martin Scorsese movie and you're playing Joe Pesci's wife. Like how, how do you sleep that night? Like what is, how do you react when you get that phone call? Um, I waited a long time because I auditioned and, um, I, I knew a lot of people were up for Dre was up for Debbie Mazar. Oh no, no, not Debbie Mazar. I'm sorry. Dre, um, a couple of other people. And I was just like, I'm not going to get it. And I really wanted it because it, it wasn't even a big, you know, it wasn't a big role, but it was a beautiful movie to be in. And with yeah. all the heavy hitters, it's like the last of the Mohegans, man. It's like, man. they're like the best of the best. I mean, where do you go from there? Where do you go from yeah. Martin? Where do you go from Bob? Where do you go from Pacino? Where do you go from... Joe Pesci, where do you go from there? And then when you are with, um, like, leaving there and going on to something else, it just, the difference is unbelievable, the weight. The weight mm-hmm. is like, yeah, on the scale. Not that mm-hmm. anybody's less, but no, are who they are. Of course. Well, they're everybody's inspiration all around the world. 
So where were you when you got the phone call that you got the role? Um, I was, I don't remember where I was. I, I think I was driving. That's the time to get driving. it. And what is, I was, what is your I reaction? was fucking excited. I was so excited because oh. I had gone in and it was so funny. Before I went in, I had two, two Bellinis and I got drunk. Before you went in for your audition? Yeah, because I never did that before, but I was so nervous. And not like I was f- drunk, drunk, but buzzed. I was buzzed. Yeah, and because I was so nervous and I wanted it. And I just couldn't get my nerves down. And, I, and there was this really nice Italian restaurant on, um, where was it? I forgot where the hell it was. Um, Fifth Avenue or something like that. And I sat down and I, and I just said, you know, give me a Bellini. Something light, like a baby drink. Just to, yeah. something. One little Bellini. And then when I was done, he goes, have another one. I was like, no, no, I can't have another one. And he goes, come on, senor, have, have. And he made it for me, and it was so good, and I just drank it. And when I left there, I don't forget, we never eat before we audition. So I'm on an empty stomach. Right. <laughs> so it hit me like crazy. So when I left the audition, I go, and it was all improv. Just improv. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't get Did a scene or sides in? or anything? No, nothing. Wow. It was with Stephanie Skirtsoba. Oh, God, she would kill me. Skirtsuba. Um, She plays uh, Bob's wife. And um, I had to just sit there with her and make conversation. And I'm so nervous with improv. I don't like yeah. improv. I, I want a script. I'm not an improv person. But... I did it. I got, I have to be loose to improv. And that's why I wanted the drink. I get it. Yeah. I don't want it like, I hate improv. I always feel like somebody's going to say something. I'm going to be like a deer in headlights. Like, I got no, no it's, comeback. It's so hard. It's well, so hard. A lot of actors watch this show and they want to know how these actors prepare for big roles. And now they know they just get drunk for the audition. <laughs> Two Bellinis. And that's it. That's the edge off. That's what I'm doing next time. Let me tell I you. Wanted to, I wanted to ask you about uh, Capone that's coming out because that's been in the news the last couple weeks. And I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan. I think anything that guy does generally is just, I mean, unbelievable. And uh, I, saw that, I saw that, I saw that you're, you're playing Rosie Capone. I mean, what was that like? Uh, do you have any insight into what we can expect? I mean, what's... What do you know? How's Tom? Is he as handsome as he is in person? Yeah, he's yeah, he's a handsome guy. He's a handsome guy. Um, I that was another one. I was excited. I have a very small role. I play his sister. It all takes place. It's the last year of his life. Capone had syphilis, which is equivalent to like a mix of dementia and Alzheimer's. I mean, it's oh. bad. Like you go, it eats your brain. You go completely, and even worse. It's like that. Both mixed on uh, steroids. I mean, it's crazy. Oh. Uh, uh, he, yeah, he died of uh, syphilis. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, and back then, now you get a shot. If you get syphilis, you go get a, I don't know, some kind of shot in your ass, and it's done. Right. Back then, they didn't have the cure, so he died from it. And um, so it's the last, he gets out of Alcatraz, and he had what they call the compound. His ha- he had a mansion in Florida um, on the, um, what is it called? The, um, I guess like the canal, right? Like the, not, not, not the, the ocean side, like in the, what do they call the it? Gulf, like, the Gulf side? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, there's alligators, right? Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. So he lived on a very uh, alligator infested property, which was kind of like creepy and scary. We filmed it in New Orleans in the bayou. Ooh, there's alligators we, there for sure. Oh, man. We were there for six weeks and it was interesting. It was interesting. New when Orleans. Did you shoot it? Um, two was years it, ago. Was it in the summer? Because that New Orleans gets hot. Hot. It was, yeah. oh my God, hot. Oh, too much. Hot. Yeah. He looks like he's got that cigar in his mouth for every scene, huh? Well, you know, uh, yes, he does actually. You're right. He ha- he does have that cigar in every scene. Tom is Tom is um, very funny. He's got a good, did, do any of you know Tom? Not no. personally, no. Well, he has a great sense of humor. He is very extremely extremely down to earth. I mean, you know how we were on Sopranos? Like, it was like, whatever. Everybody was like, you felt like you were home with your family on that set. Yeah. I felt like that with Tom and Linda Cardellini. Al Sapiens is in it. Matt Dillon, love. He's my dear friend. Um, Josh Trank is my, my very, very, very close with the director. Very. So, um, uh, it was it was a lot of fun doing that movie. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And, and I'll tell you, we filmed in a huge mansion. It was like a replica of the house that he actually had his last year of his life in Florida. We, we filmed in a big mansion. Like it was a replica to that house on the bayou in New Orleans, which has alligators in it. And it, it kind of felt, you felt that. You just felt that when you go out there, you feel it. Because you know if you're on the grass, one of those motherfuckers come right up on the grass and grab you. <laughs> you know? I used to live in Florida. Did you? Yeah, I used to live there. And I remember on several occasions seeing alligators. Sometimes you'd just see them crossing the highway. Just like like you would see a coyote out here. Right. You'd see an alligator just like crossing the street. And then there was a lake right near our house just filled with alligators. Just filled with alligators. I remember as a kid, I, w- I would walk to the park. It was right next to our house. I'd walk to the park, and I just remember throwing throwing rocks in the water. And I was like, "Oh, there's a log. I'm gonna throw this this rock at this log. See if I can hit it." The log's mm-hmm. mouth opened, and it started swimming <laughs> toward me. And I just ran home crying to my parents. Oh my god! They just they're just loose, and no one cares. Yeah, well, we could probably throw the bodies to the alligators, right? I'm sure. You know what's funny? One day, me, Matt Dillon, and Linda Cardellini went on a bike ride, and these kids were swimming in the lake, which is infested with gators. <laughs> and I and I stopped the bike and I said, "Hey, what are you guys doing in there?" There were signs: <laughs> "Don't swim." And they were swimming like there were like eight kids in this fucking lake, 
and it's infested with alligators. And I said, hey, what do you, you know, come out of there. What are you doing? And the, and the kid goes, this, we're not afraid. Like, you, you, they knew we were from New York. They're like, we're not afraid. This is how we grew up. I said, yeah, but you, I don't care. You, you got to be careful. I mean, it'll, you'll get killed in there. And the kid goes, nah, we just kick them. <laughs> That's said, one way. He goes, yeah, if they swim near us, we, just, we kick them in the nose. That's right. Like a shark. What? Right? Yeah. Uh, they'll get you in the death roll. <clears throat> Let me tell I have you a question, Kathy. We, 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 when we parked, they took us to where um, down in the deep bayou, like in the swampland. And I remember we got out of the car, and I swear to you, I'm a New Yorker. So for me, it's like, no, I'm not just going to get out of the car when this place is infested with friggin' alligators. It's like, <laughs> So I remember as soon as I put my foot down, I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't do it. I felt like I, w I was just going to get, like it was going to get me. Yeah, so it's scary. not worth it. Not worth the risk. Weird. Kathy, let me ask you. So I'm watching um, The Sopranos for the first time ever right now. Because ever? Ever. Other than like, you know, the premieres and maybe the last one or maybe one or here or there. But like, I never watched the show in its entirety. So I'm on season two right now. And it's been really cool because I feel like there's been enough time that like, I'm not dissecting myself like sometimes you can when you watch yourself. Like I'm watching it as an audience. I'm like truly enjoying it. And I especially for some reason, like just love watching you and Edie because I'm, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you guys are what my, how were you, how old were you when you were, when the show started? Oh my God. Oh. What year was that? 1998, 99, 97, 98, 99. So I have was. Just do 2000 and make it easy. So I was. How old 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I was. <laughs> for 54 34 34 yeah I just because I feel like I relate to you guys so much like now that I'm watching it like I relate to like your characters like as the young mothers and you know it's just it's so interesting and so amazing and you're so wonderful obviously I can't believe you've never watched that show Robert Not, I mean, I only either. watched it at the beginning. I never watched it ever again, ever. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it more than once, but I'm, I'm getting through it now. Rob's never seen it, though. Yeah, a lot of people think that this is a Sopranos podcast. It's not. No, no. one's no one here has really watched it all the way through. And uh, we just happen to have people from the Sopranos come and just talk about anything. But uh, this is a great mm -hmm. opportunity because it's I've get, been getting a couple emails that are like, yeah, you guys should talk more about the Sopranos. I think we do a lot of Sopranos talk. I so, think you do too. And there's a lot of podcasts out there that if you guys want to go deep dive, you know, Sopranos, there are plenty to do that. Yeah. I've also yeah. figured out that no matter what we talk about, there's going to be somebody saying, you should talk about that less and this more. And this, this. so it's just like, of we just talk about what we want to, you know, 
All right, I have a question for you guys. If well, you you haven't watched the whole thing, but Robert, you never saw the, you never saw the whole the whole thing either. I only saw the episodes that we would see at premieres. Yeah. <laughs> that blow your mind? Yeah, it does. Um, because I did have I did watch. Uh every episode once when we were doing it. Like I would watch it with my family. Right. Yeah. Um do you have ask, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna ask Jamie, you're only up to season two so far. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite episode? Huh. A lot of pressure I, here, Jamie. It is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um I thought the finale of the first season was really special. I also, I mean, just the opening montage of episode one, season two, where they play very good year, Frank Sinatra. And it's that montage of like where everyone's been over the last year. It's so beautiful. Even when it was done, even my husband turned to me and he was like, Oh my God. I was like, I know. Wow. I think it's more like I'm watching it now. I've always, I always knew it was so special, obviously what I was getting to be a part of, but like now watching and really absorbing it and seeing it, I'm like, I I can't believe that I was on a show like that. I I truly can't believe it. I know. Are you, are you looking forward to the prequel? Sure. How about you, Robert? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, anything David Chase does to me is like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait. You know, I hope, hopefully, you know, if we don't all somehow end up in New York for that, maybe I'll, uh, me and Jamie will go see it together. Me, Jamie and Cassim will go. Yeah. Can I be your plus one? Mm-hmm. Thanks. So honey. you guys, I want to ask you, how did you, um, how long are you doing the podcast and what made you do it? Go ahead, hey, Rob. <laughs> that's why right there <laughs> yeah. I'm killing right. flies over here go ahead who's go answering Rob. the question Rob Rob's gonna answer it uh, what made us do I mean I was living in Vegas and uh, I didn't want to live there anymore and I pretty much I wanted to start a podcast with Jamie I wanted to start a podcast with Kasim and um I thought it would be awesome to get two people on a podcast who also had like never met and you see their relationship. Like when we're on episode 200 and we go back to episode one and be like, oh my God, this is when Jamie and Cassa met and this. And I just thought uh, this is something that would be fun. And, you know, me and Jamie like would always end up when we went to do Soprano stuff or whether we were on vacation. And so we would just sit around bullshitting and uh we were like man this would be fun to do you know somewhere and i don't know jamie could probably explain better (laughs) well i mean rob and i i mean i think people knew we were close but i don't know people knew how close and we've all you know we've lived very different lives but we have like a very deep connection and commonality and like a lot of the things we believe and rob's been through a lot and i've been through a lot and castle's been through a lot and it's nice to like come in with three different perspectives and three from three different worlds, but like 
just talk about everything and nothing and get to meet each other's cool friends. And it's just like an hour that we look forward to every week where we're guaranteed to see each other and talk. And we never know where the episodes are going to go. And sometimes we play games and sometimes we laugh and sometimes we've cried and it's just been really cool. And I, you know, like I said, Rob's one of my best friends I consider and I'm trying to get into Cassim's world more. Um, but uh, it's just, you know, it's, no, it's not happening. <laughs> and, and, and Cassie is your good friend, Rob? Yeah, we, we met like five, six, what was it six years ago now, babe? Oh, it's, yeah, it's maybe seven now. Maybe six. Yeah, we did. We met on a pilot and then, um, you know, me, Rob and, and Joe, who's been on the show, Joe Perino. We You're all, an actor? Um, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of comedy and I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself like an actor because it's not like something I have a passion for, but, um, I, for a while was doing stuff here and there and that's where I met Rob and Joe and, um, we just got to be super fast friends and, you know, one thing led to another and Rob eventually mentioned he wanted to move out here. And, uh, you know, and, and I've been trying, I've been on the internet for a long time doing stuff. So, I mean, to do a podcast with them, like a, a great opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to know, I feel like me and Jamie, our relationship has really come a long way. I mean, as much as she wants to not, she denies it, but I think she's like <laughs> a person and, you know, certain things are pretty obvious to me and that's one of them. And, um, Who's to say that maybe me and Jamie don't become closer than what me and Rob are right now, you know? So I'll stop the pod. That's, that's episode 100, I think. What episode are you on? What episode is this? 35, 33 or something, 32. I don't know. But also I think there's like, there's certain people in your life who like, you don't talk to for a month. And then when you see them, you're like, fuck, how come we don't talk? every day or once a week or this. And I think this is like Kasim and Jamie are two people who are both like that in my life where like sometimes yeah. I wouldn't talk to Jamie for a month and you talk and you're like, Oh my God, I wish we were. So it's nice. Yeah. You know, every week we're definitely getting together for, you know, an hour or two hours or whatever. And it's, uh, it's really, and me and Kasim get together for like three hours because we drive to the podcast together normally. So we're missing all those hours. I don't know how you're, how you're dealing with that. I thing. miss it. I really do miss it. And you know what? I never, I never dread having to do this. You know, there's a lot of things I dread, you know, you know, the certain things, but never, never the podcast, never having to talk to you. Cause it's super easy. And essentially it's a two for you get to catch up with like close pals and then you get to record a podcast. And, and yeah. then I also get to meet new people and I've, you know, I'm pretty much, I'm going to be the one who's met every single member of the Sopranos, but who's never watched the show. I'm going to become the first guy to do that. I mean, there's a lot of people who haven't seen it. You know, I just had a weird thought. You were talking and I was listening to everything you were all saying. Look, look, this is what's on in back of you. Okay. You can't put the TV on where you don't see Corona, pandemic, social distancing, the, the new words that we're learning, you know, social, it's like, oh God. So I had a weird thought in the house today. Um, you know, being completely alone, you think about so much crazy shit. You're completely alone too, right, Rob? Oh yeah. Not just now, but always. 
Just him and that gray couch, that gray wall, and that gray hoodie. Where are you right now? I'm in my apartment. Well, where? In West Hollywood? Uh, yeah. Okay. And where are you? We're all in LA. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So I had this really weird thought. I said, what, what really? I got to put my finger. I want to put my finger and find out. Why this all feels so weird? It's not just staying home because I could stay home. I could go in my studio and I could paint, and I'm happy to be alone. And I look like I'm a social butterfly to everybody, but I'm really not. It's weird. I'm really not, but I look like I am. It's it's bizarre. But but that's not the hard part. Staying alone. That's not the hard part. Staying in for me. Like I I yeah. I I was thinking today. Well, when say. In two weeks, they go, hey, we found the cure. Everybody can go out and live life again as was. And I'm like, well, I have two series that I'm supposed to start doing. All right, I know I'll go to work. But I was like, Mm -hmm. besides work, if they said in two weeks, we found the cure, everybody go out. You could do whatever the fuck you want again. It's life as we know it. There's a cure. Don't worry. No mask. And I'm thinking to myself, what would I want to do? Like my first time, no mask going out. And I got really like anxiety. I go, fuck, man, I've been so used to like now staying home and knowing everybody's home. I'm not missing anything because everybody's home. I'm not missing shit because everybody's home. But like, what do I want to do? What would be the first thing I did? And I'm like thinking, Oh, right away, I'm thinking happy hour, bar, out, social, dinner, seeing a bunch of people. And I just got so much anxiety. Yeah. It was so weird. I was like, oh, my God, I kind of like it quiet, too, in a way I'm getting used to this. Oh, my God, look at this, Tony Bennett. (laughs) Yeah, the rumors, the rumors are that he's hung like a horse. Okay, that's going way <laughs> so you want to confirm that or Tony Bennett gets deep. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, wait. So here's my weird thought. I went off. All right, we'll come back to that. That was two things. Okay. So I was thinking, well, what would I do? And that gave me anxiety. But you know what why it feels weird? Has anybody, any one of you three lost anybody yet? No. No. No, I know Michael Imperioli did. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Did anybody, you know, sick? I know. We know Joe Perino. You know, Joe Perino. You did power. power. He, he had it and his wife has it. How is she doing? They're doing all right. I know like, uh, she coughs about once every 30 seconds. If you don't believe me, you could check out episode 31. (laughs) (laughs) She coughed her way through episode 31. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, oh she oh, oh i'm thinking she was in your 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 are um, you talking about your friend nick kathy because i met nick when i did danny's movie and seeing what's happening is devastating yeah devastating yeah. but 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 a lot of people i know like my really? friend lost her father and her aunt his sister on the same day they both died in the hospital whoa um we know so many people, my other cousin in the hospital on a respirator, Nick, who I can't even think of it, but um, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. 
And it's the weird thing. The weird thing is because you can't go see them because mm. you just drop them off and they just go, ah, oh, bye. It's like a dream. You could, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again, but goodbye. And you just drop them off like an orphan at a church. Goodbye. And the weird thing I realize is it's like close encounters of the third kind. I thought today people are just disappearing. It's like they're going and you don't ever see them again because you can't go visit them. And it's like you drop your loved one off and that's the end of it. You're not allowed to go there. You can't have a funeral. You can't do anything. It's the weirdest thing. And it's a mind fuck. It is a mind fuck. It is fucking with us. It's yeah. fucking with us. Because Nick goes to me, oh, poor you. You have to stay in your, you know, your big apartment and you have your studio, blah, 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 blah whatever. And I'm like, that's not what it is. And, and made me come home and think, well, what really then? What is it? I have food. I see my family. If I want to go for a walk, we social distance walk. Um, it's not so much that I'm not seeing people. Cause like I said, I, it's literally like people are fucking disappearing. Like yeah. all these people died and it's like, they just fucking all disappeared. Yeah. Cause nobody could ever get to them again. Like they died. And then they were, did you see in Queens Elmhurst, they were put in a meat truck. Yeah. Bodies were on top of you. I don't know if you get New York news. Oh, for yeah, sure. they had that on the news out here. They had a, a refrigerator truck to house the bodies because they were running out of room. Right? I mean, this is like this yeah. is like the body snatchers type shit, like Twilight Zone. People just fucking disappearing. It's like weird. Yeah. And how do you grieve? I mean, that really it, it, it's changed the way people grieve and mourn. I mean, if you can't go, you know, part of the mourning process and grieving when when somebody passes is to, you know, go and talk about what you remember with that person with your family or their family and everyone's right. together and everyone kind of shares that experience. But when now you just get a phone call and you hear about it and then you don't leave your house and then you just kind of think about it and then you just have to continue staying in. I mean, it's, it, it's really weird and it's a good point. It's, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a total mind fuck. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. okay. Your husband died Hi, your husband died. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't come see him. And there's no funeral because they're saying that funeral polls don't want to get COVID people there. Like, you got to get, from what I'm hearing, like, a lot of people are getting cremated because the, 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 they don't want to embalm them. I don't want to get creepy, but. So, okay, so your husband, yeah, he passed. He didn't make it. Oh, okay. So, Normally, you'd be getting dressed, going to the hospital. You're not doing that. Like, where's my husband? Like, ha. Yeah, like, yeah. Where is he? I can't get to him. I didn't say goodbye. I didn't do anything. I didn't hold him. I didn't kiss him. I didn't. And it's like, no funeral. And, oh, it's like, no funeral. And it's like, I got to get a charger. And it's like, so bizarre. It's just fucking bizarre it's just crazy am i suppressing you no, no but it's it, like it's a good point because it's it's traumatic on many levels i mean when when yeah. we eventually get back to whatever normal is gonna be 
we'll, you know, hopefully years down the line, we'll be able to look back and realize just how traumatic this whole thing was, was to like, we were all cruising 60 miles an hour and all of a sudden had to come to a complete stop out of nowhere. And we're, you know, we're still in the middle of it. We can't really feel the effects of what it is, uh, you know, and it's going to take some time. And meanwhile, four out of 10 people are, have lost their jobs or their income. And like, there's just a giant cloud right now. Yeah. You have no idea what's when that dust settles, what the landscape will be like. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, that's part of what, what makes this so, so much anxiety around it. Cause we just don't know what's next. And even the people that are supposed to be leading us don't seem to know. And, um, yeah, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's just it's super scary and it's something we'll talk about for our whole lives, you know, hopefully we don't have to go through this all over again in the fall, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to for for some sort of clarity or some sort of like light at the end of the tunnel with all this. Yeah. It's like no closure. Yeah. You know what I heard also that's really crazy is not just like the day people die and you get that phone call, but also there's people who are in the hospital for 10, 14 days before they die or if they don't die and they come out where they can't, they're so sick, they can't grab a phone and pick up and let their loved ones know. So like the nurse is the person who has to come in and FaceTime or phone call the relatives of the people and let them know that they're okay. But yeah. then the nurse also has to help other people and FaceTime all these. So it's like, could you, could you imagine having somebody who you love who's sick in the hospital and just waiting 23 hours and 50 minutes of every fucking day to be like, man, are we, when are we going to get that phone call? Are we going to get that? Right. Phone call? Are they, they can't be updated. Yeah. Are they treating them right? What, how, like yeah. just the, the same way we don't know what's going on. It seems like it's like they just, there's so much not knowing. And I feel like before this, there was such a sense of like, everybody felt like they were in control of their life. And it's just to, to get that taken away from you in a day, you know, of like, yeah. and how it all happened. And so, and also like when it was like when nine 11 had, cause that's what, you know, you kind of compare it to something like nine 11. It's like nine 11, everything was normal. The, it, it happened. And then slowly things went back to normal where this was like, everything's normal. And we were told like, Hey, this thing is coming. Everybody locked down and it didn't just hit. It was like, slowly watching it it's just it's it's so fucking weird yes that's what i mean we didn't have time to process it was like okay so we're staying in for what we thought was like 14 days it's turning into fucking months it's like we're in cocoons it's like what's going on out there like, I, other thing, I think the other thing that might be fucking with some people i think it's fucking with me is like I haven't hugged anyone in 40 days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's like I haven't given somebody a fucking a pound and said, what's up and how are you and laugh and hug. And, th and then you're like, well, let's say tomorrow they say, OK, you're all out. Are we fucking hugging each other again then? Like, right. No, it's, it's going to be no. going to be the demolition man where Sylvester Stallone goes up to you know, uh, Rob Schneider or whatever. And they just hover, they say hello. And they do this move. It's, yeah, you know, I, I you're going to do my, it. Something happened the other day. We, it was my friend's daughter's birthday. And so we did a drive by her house and we dropped off, 
um, like a treat and a little present. And my son drew her a card and they were hanging out the sunroof and saying mm -hmm. hi while they were stood at the front of their house. And when we pulled away, my son started like bawling. Being like, why did you make me leave? I didn't want to go. And I, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, that's what we're all feeling right now. It's just as adults, like we can reason and process it through because I've missed my, I wanted to go hug my best friend and see her and like, you know, talk to her. And I didn't want to leave. And like for him, he can so easily express like in the moment. But I also, it's just, it's so hard for them. And like, you know, he's Zooming with his classmates and connected that way. And I'm proud of how he's doing. But like, you know, for all type of kids, think about the kids that are going to miss their senior graduation, like all that, you know, all their years in school or whatever it is. There's just, there's a lot of loss and a lot of different types of grieving going on. And then also too, I talked about it here with you guys, Rick. I feel because I don't know anyone specifically sick or really suffering thank god i'm very lucky like i oh, feel very god. disconnected from the news so it just feels like this thing that i'm hearing about that's like not touching my life but we're still home and it just feels all weird it's just exactly really weird because it feels that's why i keep comparing it to like a dream because it's like it's like when you're in your dream when you have that dream where you can't run or you can't touch something or you can't get to mm -hmm. it. It's like, it's like, I, I, I just feel not connected. Yeah. I'm not connecting. There's nothing to connect to. Yep. I have no connection to, even when I go in the park and I walk, like I go when it's pretty dead. Like I make sure like, cause I'm so scared, but like, I try to like connect to nature where normally when I go in the park, I'm like, ah, and now I'm like, okay, try to, it's like, it's almost like nothing matters. Like yeah. I, everything I do, it feels like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, the only thing that matters to me right now it, that has some kind of connection is my art. And of Thank course God my kids and my family, right. of course, but even that I feel very disconnected. It's so yeah. bizarre. I feel that way about food too. Like if like, cause when I'm, when we're outside of this, I'm always like, well, I want to watch what I eat and try and eat healthy. And like, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't put that much sauce on something. And now I'm like, fucking sauce. Who cares? Like, I'm just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah extra this, more that, like whatever the fuck tastes good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, totally. that's our bodies and our minds trying to feel good because we feel so bad and weird right now. So mm -hmm. we're trying to soothe, you know, I'm doing it with food too. Doing it with like, like I said, I last podcast, I've been eating a lot of popcorn. I'm eating a lot of popcorn. I'm eating all kinds of things that I, I usually didn't eat. I'm doing all, I'm like playing more video games. I'm doing all these things that normally, you know, I, I had a handle on or I was, didn't feel like I needed to, you know, just that soothing. But now it's just like, well, uh, we wake up, it's like, and I try not to put on the news, but anytime, you know, sometimes I just want to check in with what's going on. But even if you don't watch TV, everything on the internet, every trending topic, every whatever is all yes. related and it's possible to avoid. Yeah. All that stuff is like, I mean, we'll, we'll <laughs> see it, you know, months from now, years from now, whatever it is, we'll see the impact, but we're just caught up in the whirlwind of it right now. And, it, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's very dreamlike. It's very dreamlike. 
Well, do you, Jamie, do you feel at all like, like you're a character in a movie when you're like driving your son uh, like uh, away through from that thing and like he's crying and you have to say like this thing to yeah like it's a line like you're like i don't want to say what i really am feeling right now because it, it would be fucking hard so you have to be like oh well this is what yes well, no what i said to him was i was like i get it I wish we could stay too. Like I wanted to stay with my friend too. Like I totally get it. This sucks. This Aww. sucks. You are totally right for feeling this upset. I, I might not be crying, but I'm like, I'm upset like you, like I totally, and like you're saying, Cass, like you need, I'm trying to make sure that I'm giving him time to like, I'm, I'm strict with his school and getting his schoolwork done every day and his zooms. But I'm also like in the middle of the day today when I knew I couldn't really teach him until his bro little brother went to bed. I was like, you know what, Bo? Go play Xbox for 45 minutes. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, you need to, like, feel good, too, dude. Like, you need to, like, Aww. let loose, too. You know? I just wish I had time, too. This is my only time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, you know, to, to, like, to, to brighten up the mood a little. So when we – I think we left one of our podcasts or whatever – and this is, I went to Sweet Green and I'm waiting in line and there's like a very clear, like, here's the counter and there's someone ordering here and then there's a line behind them. So I'm That's the last place I saw you, by the way. Yeah. So I'm standing in line and I'm looking up at the board and like looking at stuff. And all of a sudden a woman walks into Sweet Green, walks right in front of me in line and just is like standing there looking at the board and she goes up to the counter and she starts ordering and I go... Who is this fucking bitch? And yeah, I, do you, did you say something? Look, so Kathy? Look, I look to the side and it's Kathy. <laughs> and I'm like, how oh, do like, you? So I go, I go, there's a line here. And she turns around like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she sees it's me and she's like, oh my God. She goes, I swear. She goes, Darling, I'm so sorry. I was so to the wee hours at the Oscars with Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't even see you there. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? how dare you? And she, she, then she goes on to talk while like people are behind us in line. She goes on to talk about how she's partying all night at the Oscars. <laughs> and I was hungover. Yeah, she's like, I, I was. Love you. I needed something healthy. So what? You were what were you, you were at the Oscars for the Irishman, right? Yeah. And what, tell us, tell us how your night went. I mean, it was a lot of partying. The Oscars are a lot of partying. All those shows, you know, that all those award shows, they're all just partying and hobnobbing. And I'll tell you, it's all very draining. It's very draining. <laughs> it's very, sucks the life out of you. You know, you're beating so many people. You got to be on. It's not like you're just out at a regular party, hanging out with your friends. I mean, like you're, hobnobbing and you know you're on and you got to be on because you're meeting all these people so you got to be alert and happy and talk and you know have a conversation it's very draining yeah that's yeah. why i get drunk immediately right there you go and then the other thing is like you know like you said you were hanging out with uh dicaprio so it's like there's people like that where you know when you see them across the room but it's like you know 80% of the people there, you have no idea who they are. And then you find out like, oh yeah, that's the most important guy at the party, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, um, 
I get anxiety with all those things. I mean, it looks, no matter who you are, I mean, it, it could happen. You, you could be the same way, but you'd never know it because when you're on a red carpet, you've got all your makeup on, you got your dress and you're like smiling. But it's so, I get so anxiety, so much anxiety out of those things. Like sometimes I just want to be the person just going to the party there. Right. Not working. Do you ever, do you, I mean, is there any event, is there any actor, any person on that carpet that's like, I should be here. Like, don't you feel like everyone's probably like, what is happening? This is no. so bizarre. I can't, is there no. anyone that's like, mm-hmm, <laughs> I belong. Oh, come on. I, I think so big time. I think really those oh. are those like LA, like, you know, like that kind of thing, like where we were from. And it's also how you were raised. Like, I feel like I was raised on fucking Sopranos where they were like, this, you know, that, that kind of, we don't love doing interviews and we don't, like I've said it before. <laughs> right, right, you're right. Can you imagine fucking Tony Sirico on Snapchat? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Just not, yes. And that wasn't our life. And it was like, when we saw the cameras, there's some people who want to flock towards that and, and, and pose. And this, where when we saw it, it was like, fuck, is there another way to walk into the party besides having to walk <laughs> carpet you know yeah that's funny yeah what is what time is it in la 8 30 8 30 we've learned that math is it's not- late for you you're staying up late for us so we don't want to no, keep you I, I have insomnia i i'm up every night till four or five whoa oh, wow so we jamie Jamie started a new show called Are You Smart Enough to Homeschool? Which I have to leave in one minute for. Oh, okay. shit. Oh, sorry. And so basically, we've learned, it's, we've learned that ahead. you do it with Kathy Narducci. Maybe don't put the math questions in because. <laughs> no, I'm the worst. It took a minute with that one. I'm the worst. She was 20 years ago. It was, it was. She went down. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead, Jamie. Or are you best, do stuff? your best at it. No, I oh, have another, another episode. We're so basically we're donating money. We're just starting to get sponsors, which is cool. We're donating money to No Kid Hungary. And my friend and I, we interview different celebrities, not interview, we test different celebrities with 10 questions, basic elementary great questions. And if they guess the question wrong, they have to drink. So it's a drinking game. That's what you're you're that's what the show is based around? Yeah, it's called Are You Smart Enough to Homeschool? It's like a mix between Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and like, do you remember jaywalking? Do you remember Jay Leno where he do his jaywalking like that? Yes. Like just asking like basic questions that like yes. you think you should know, but like when you ask them, do you want an example? You want me to ask you one before I go? Oh, oh God. I let it be, let it be the easiest thing that could ever be. I watched your how first. Do you, how do you spell quarantine? Quarantine? Q-U-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-E? No. Close. A-N-T-I-N-E. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I know. I can't homeschool. I just got fired. I, oh. I, I watched your first episode, Jamie, and I got one wrong, which was how many um, teaspoons are in a tablespoon. Yeah, those are hard. I'll, I'll keep sending them to you if, you, if you're bored. <laughs> well, that, you know what? I was going to ask you actually if we did like a newlywed kind of game, like in in one of our upcoming episodes. Would it would Cutter do it if it was you and Cutter? Yes, totally, yeah. totally. And would, would Lindsay do it, Cassim? 
Oh yeah, if we haven't killed I would each love other. That. That'd be so fun. Uh, yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I was looking at some okay. questions, some real good ones. Amazing. All right, you guys, I have to go. Kathy, I love you. I'm so happy. I to love you. you. Talk to you. Big round of applause for Catherine. Guys, I love you. Duke, everybody. Thank you, I Catherine. Hope I, I hope I wasn't bored. I feel like I was. Oh no. Was boring. You no, know, I, I loved. I loved the tour of the house. I loved all your paintings. Where can we find you online? You got an Instagram or Twitter and these things? Yeah, I have an Instagram. Catherine Narducci at Catherine Narducci. There's no E before the R. K A T H R I N E. That's right. And then uh, what's what's the next project that we're going to be able to see in coming out? You know, I have something really one of the the best things I feel like I'm ever going to do. Well, as of now, I'm so excited, but I can't talk about it. Okay, we'll keep it under wraps. So let's follow you on I'm, Instagram. Yeah, though. I should be out there soon. As soon as as soon as we go back to work, I'll do I'll do it, and then I can then they'll announce it, and then you'll know, and I'll I'll tell you about right. it. But it's amazing. Your Instagram is fun, right? You do you sent me like a music video. You did you do crazy shit. Well, I didn't do that music video on Instagram. I just did it and made it. Also, everyone that sent us an email, we're going to get through all your emails here very soon. Keep sending them. And thank you, guys. Send them to askpajamapants at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. I love you. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. Hopefully, we'll see you around soon. Stay healthy. Good luck. Stay healthy. Yes. Hopefully, we'll all wake up from the dream at Uh, really soon. Please. I hope (laughs) tomorrow. All right. See ya. (laughs) Bye.